Welcome back, everyone, to the Farm Credit Advocates podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Kreischer, Director of Communications at Mid-Atlantic Farm Credit. Our guest today is Andrea Haynes, owner of ALH Word and Image. Andrea is a professional photographer and writer based here in Frederick County, Maryland. Though she'll capture everything from weddings to newborns, Andrea's real passion resides in agriculture, and you can often find her covering events from local fairs or ag dinners, or out in the field snapping awesome photos of Holsteins or jerseys. We have the pleasure of working with Andrea on several projects throughout the year, for which we are very grateful. So welcome to the podcast, Andrea. Hi, thanks, Jenny. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for agreeing to do this. So before we get started, I'd like to take it back to the beginning of your career. So would you mind telling everyone a little bit about your background in agriculture? I'm a dairy farmer's daughter and being the oldest of four kids in that family, um, I'm very similar to a lot of ag kids in that I grew up with 4-H and FFA careers. Uh, 4-H for me, I really liked doing the dairy projects, but I also had market hogs and beef cattle. And so how did you know, I know you went to DelVal and you um, got a degree in dairy science. What were your career plans at that time? What did you think you would end up doing in ag? I initially, I thought I would come back and uh, be a dairy farmer, but the home farm was actually going into retirement at that time. And my father and a few 4-H leaders that I'd been working with had really good insight. We all kind of know the struggles of, of dairy farmers these days, but he didn't want me to have the same struggles that he had grown up. Uh, he challenged me to try to think of a different career and look at all my options while I was at college and really just be an advocate for the industry. So um, I later on added a minor in communications to my degree. That's how okay. I started. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Because as one fellow communicator to another, um, I know the power words have. That's something that never ceases to amaze me about what we do. So what is it that made you pursue writing as a career? What, what made you decide to get that minor in communications? It's kind of two things, actually. I really kind of got the same inherited bug of joyriding <laughs> that my <laughs> father has. <laughs> <laughs> I like that joyriding. <laughs> I know sometimes it can take you on some long rides, but uh, <laughs> my parents and my grandparents were definite ones for that. And just riding around with them in the countryside and listening to their stories or even stopping in and visiting your neighbor or another farm and seeing how they did certain things. I really enjoyed that. As far as the the writing goes and when I kind of made my decision to to be a writer or journalist was through an internship that I obtained in college. The internship was one that actually wasn't really available. Uh, it, it's kind of a funny story. Um, it was <laughs> with Farmshine newspaper in Pennsylvania. And I was on the college show team. So I went down to the trade show part and I asked the editor there, I said, do you have any, you know, internships available? And he said, well, no, we don't typically do that. But, you know, why don't you come on a summer and we can find some work for you to do? He was very kind. <laughs> oh, wow. That's pretty great. Good internships yeah. are hard to come by. So that's, that's pretty awesome. It definitely is. So um, initially, that really prepared me for future jobs. I really had a, a great experience that summer 
um, it actually ended up into two summers. I went back another summer and we learned, or he taught a lot of different things about editing and I might be dating myself, but wax layouts um, <laughs> on, on pages and just really kind of a, the older way to do it. And, and it's really transpired into something pretty amazing now. So throughout, throughout your writing career, what has been one of your favorite assignments? There's so many, uh, to be honest with you. I really enjoy the farm visits. Those, those are my most favorite. But one that stands out to me, um, I did a couple of years ago, was a day in the life of an AI technician. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I got to ride around Lancaster County uh, mm -hmm. with uh, with a technician and he kind of showed me a little bit of what he does. Um, and then got to also see a, a lot of different types of farms in that way too. That was really fun. Actually, that's another question I had for you was kind of how far has your career taken you? Cause I know you do a lot in the Maryland PA Virginia area, but how, how far have you been able to travel in your career? I, I usually have gone to Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia. Those mostly are, are where my reach is. But I have had inquiries with uh, people in like farms in Florida, um, producers on a on a wider scale as far as interviewing goes out west. I I am very excited. Um, I get the opportunity to go out west uh, in Utah and do some ranch photography, which is kind of a bucket list thing for me. Oh, that's fantastic. And actually, that's a perfect segue into my next question about you being a photographer. So not only do you do an amazing job telling stories with words, but you do have a knack for capturing those stories in photography, Andrea. So what kind of prompted you to pick up a camera? Well, we all know writing goes a little better with the photos. So I've always kind of done these what you would consider a stock photos for my articles but it wasn't until I started my job at Ford's Dairyman um, in Wisconsin and the art director and the managing editor there really I felt saw potential in the way that my eye took to certain photos and in a way being a um, kind of an art artistic person I, I feel like most of most of those people are really introverted type personality people and mm -hmm. and I am one of them um, I actually really enjoy taking the camera it's like a button clicks in my head and it's kind of like a comfort zone that you go into you know it's your job um, but you really have to love it so it has really kind of opened up some doors for me in in that avenue what would you say is your favorite part of the photography piece? Because I know you get to do a lot of ag events and, you know, you get to meet a lot of different people. So what do you think has been your favorite part of that, that aspect of your job? We get to go to a Maryland ag dinner each year and I get to kind of be behind the scenes a little bit with being able to take photos of the products, but also the people that are involved. That actually creates more links in a way that I get to go to more farms or uh, work with, you know, people like farm credit or fairs. And so for me, that's been really the enjoyable part. That's great. Well, we enjoy working with you too, Andrea. Um, so what, 
what would you, how do you, how would you say your career has changed since this whole pandemic kind of took over back in March? What, what sort of changes happened um, at that time? A lot of my work generated into writing uh, because we weren't able as photographers to go on site or, you know, work with those families or communities that I often work with or even weddings. Um, the more ag-based or essential work kind of popped up forefront for me and I was able to really supplement essentially what I love to do. So the pandemic, I think, brought more what I really enjoy to light. Um, it actually, in a, in a kind of a weird way, has been a positive thing for, for me and my family. That's good to hear. How, through your lens, I'll say, um, or in your experiences talking to others throughout this time, how have you seen the ag industry as a whole kind of pull together and support one another? Well, the ag community has a sense of, of purpose, I think, within itself when we don't even have a pandemic happening. I think with this time, we're seeing a lot more of that ag industry come to help feed our communities and really help serve those individuals or families that are in need of food or product. So that's been a really nice thing to see within that. That is, it's been, it's been very uplifting actually. Um, for those who might not be directly involved in the industry, maybe they're involved in, in some capacity, not as a producer. What can we do to support the industry right now as we kind of go through this whole pandemic? Sure. Like as a consumer standpoint, I think just to buy locally, and I'm not just saying, you know, locally down the street either. There is that sense too, but within the U.S., I think um, buying products um, within our own country is a positive thing. It's going to help us boost our economy. Also, remembering to use patience and grace when interacting with people and when things change is a, is a good plan. Yeah, that's a great reminder for everyone. So I, I did another interview not long ago with Debbie Wang, who's the um, communications director for the Farm Credit Council. And one thing we talked about is how it's crucial right now for producers to be sharing their stories and stories about their operations and maybe even how they've pivoted their operation during this time to continue to serve their communities, as you mentioned before. Why is it so important for producers to be sharing their stories and how do you recommend that they do this? Well, we all know that social media um, is a big one for getting your story out there. Even just going to your local grocery store, a church group, school, um, being a mom, you know, just within my own, in my own home setting, um, the friends that you're around is a good way to really transpire your, your story. For me, as far as sharing your story, it really puts a realistic twist to things. It personalizes it a little bit more, and it really avoids those stereotypes that I think the agriculture industry has going against them. Um, as far as influencers, some of my biggest influencers were people who didn't go to college or have a, a, an extended education past high school. And I think that stereotype is really damaging. So, you know, there are just as many um, educated individuals using my grandfather, my own father, for example, that are really good at their craft. And I think that 
that trust can or needs to be mended within our consumer uh, producer relationships. Well, you mentioned just briefly, um, and we, we were talking about before I hit record on this one, is that, you know, your most important role as, as a mom to your son. So how has your family been coping during this time of, of the whole COVID-19 pandemic? Well, we certainly have been very blessed to have, you know, health. Um, I know many people are struggling out there. Um, being a mom within a pandemic, it, it's definitely, I think, more people are beginning to uh, relate to the teleworking um, <laughs> and, and <laughs> yes. the issues that, that might be with having a, a child or, you know, you had mentioned your pet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, so within that, that's been um, kind of hard, but we've, we've been very blessed in that we have a supportive family life here. Um, my siblings and my uh, parents and my son's grandparents have really been supportive of how we've, you know, lived and have to do work kind of remotely. I think with being a mom, it makes me a little bit more relatable with clients because I know with kids, not everything goes smoothly all the time. Um, you have to be a little bit more forgiving or patient. Uh, so I think as far as just having the mom link in there with a business, um, it makes you also a little bit more relatable. Uh, setting realistic expectations, I think, is what I'm getting at. Well, and I feel like that would make you a fantastic newborn photographer, too. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can relate to that new mom, that's for sure. What are some, Definitely. so I know uh, uh, being located here in central PA, or central Maryland anyway, I know there's a lot of talk about schools being up in the air for this coming fall. Do you have any, like, tips or tricks for parents out there that you found to be helpful with your son in kindergarten? <laughs> Sure. I think um, being realistic and setting expectations for yourself. Um, not everyone's perfect. Not everything is perfect. Uh, we're all trying to adapt to a, a situation that, you know, is different. Um, taking that family time to recharge and giving yourself a break is definitely important. And I think it, it helps whatever job you have strengthen your ability to do that job better when you're coming back refreshed or recharged. I like that. I agree with that. <laughs> um, so what advice would you have for someone who, you know, maybe loves photography or writing and, and is thinking of making a career out of it? Or, you know, what's something that you kind of wish you knew when you decided to go out on your own? What, what sort of advice would you have? I think two things kind of stand out for me. One is um, definitely being able to take critique well. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> not um not taking uh you know it personal if your work gets changed a little bit or if you need a little bit more guidance in a certain area because you really are there to help your client achieve what they need um so that definitely uh early on was a lesson for me kind of a wake-up call but i think it helped me you know to be a little bit better at my job now the second would be to surround yourself with people smarter than you. Mm. I know that sounds weird, but always have that ability to learn. Um, you, you can never learn everything. Knowing it all is not a possibility. I think challenging yourself to be better and do better and learn more, whether it's continuing education classes or 
being in the room and, and feeling like you don't have all the answers is really humbling, but also a good tool within what I do. Yeah. That's great advice, Andrea. And I have one, one more for you um, as we wrap it up here today. I appreciate your time again. Um, but the last one is the question we ask everyone before we kind of sign off for, for each podcast. And that would be, what do you advocate for in ag? Oh, that's a loaded question. I, I like <laughs> it though. <laughs> I think for me, everyone has a story to tell. Um, I advocate because I want there to be a story for future generations to tell. We're all kind of on the same playing field within the ag community and we should be working together for the industry. So really trying to tell the story and really trying to provide that future so others can enjoy it is really important to me. Oh, that's great. I echo that. Thank you so much, Andrea. No problem. Thank you, Jenny. And I thank all of you for tuning in. Um, Please rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast with a friend. If you'd like to get email alerts for future episodes or perhaps get in contact with us with a guest suggestion, please head over to mafc.com slash podcast or email us at podcast at mafc.com. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time.